Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. What's going on, everyone? Tonight, my guest is William Dean Leary, founder of Wolfpack Theater Company and four cast members from the forest, Love, Sex, and the IRS, opening Friday, April 8th at St. John. Evangelical Lutheran Church, that's 5820 Riverdale Road, Riverdale, Maryland. And I see that uh, he's on the line, so let me bring him on in. Good evening. Hi, William. Can you hear us? Hi. Yes. How are you? Yes, so you're at the rehearsal. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. We always appreciate being on your production. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to jump right in. So, uh, Bill, tell us, why did you choose uh, this play to direct? Well, a lot of times with Wolfpack, we do very uh, socially conscious and very issue-driven shows. And several of our audience members have mentioned that they really wanted to see something a little bit lighter, a little bit funnier, and some uh, the chance for us to do just a farce. So when I was looking around for a different show, I remembered this from a production that I had done years ago, and I remembered that it was just a very goofy sort of throwback to the 1970s, um, sort of in the uh, Three's Company vein, and decided that maybe this would be a good one to do. So I decided to go ahead and, and produce this one, and then found an exemplary cast that I'm very, very, very happy with. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So speaking of the cast, I'm going to pick on Brian first. So, uh, Brian, so tell me, do you identify with the character Trackman? I'm sorry, could you say that again? I didn't quite hear you. Yeah, do you do you find yourself identifying with uh, the character you play, Trackman? Um, <clears throat> I... Maybe back when I was younger, but uh, now that I'm older and wiser, not so much. Um, he's kind of a John is kind of a bulldozer. Uh, he he kind of runs over everybody and just it doesn't listen to them and just does what he's going to do. And um, I'm not really I, I'm not that well. I try not to be that way. I don't think I'm that way. Um, Bill Bill sitting here saying. Eh. Um, no, I really, I try not to be that kind of a person, but, uh, but just the, the fact that, uh, that John is, is, is kind of, kind of fun for me to, to step back into my, my older, less wise self. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to pick on, uh, Dwayne next. So the question for Dwayne is, uh, does he know any real life less? Any real life Leslie's? Oh Lord! <laughs> well, I mean, not to the full extent of the character. <laughs> Leslie's a little over the top, which I mean that, that may be part of the reason that I was cast. But I wouldn't say I'm a complete Leslie, or that I know any complete Leslie's. Very good, very good. Okay, so I'm going to pick on, uh, I guess, Dwayne go ahead, go ahead. And his uh, flowing feather robe. <laughs> flowing feather robe. All right. 
I guess I'll pick on uh, Lauren next. Uh, so a uh, question for Lauren is uh, what drew you to the show? Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, uh, what what drew you to the show? Um, so I saw the audition post, and um, so I played Connie, and she isn't in, like, she's not in until like, the very end, but she's so much fun. Um, and talking with Bill um, a little bit uh, back and forth over email, um, he was like, I'm just looking for someone who's just, like, super chill and, like, really fun and just, like, happy all the time. And I was like, that sounds like an amazing thing to do with a job. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm in. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, and then I guess just, like, researching um, more of uh, Wolfpack and everybody, everybody seemed like they were such a great community that – it, it's been really fun, and I'm really glad that, that I stumbled into it when I did. Very yeah. good, very good. <laughs> it's a joy to be around. I, I am a joy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Susan, um, now you play Vivian. I guess, now I don't know that much about the, the plot really, but I guess you're sort of like the overbearing mom. So uh, what what did you use to uh, create that character? I thought about um, the 70s, and I thought about Maude. I thought about the woman who plays the mother in that 70s show. Um, I thought about Mrs. Roper, and she's I'm definitely John's mother. He's the steamroller. I'm the velvet steamroller. <laughs> I'm the only one that he really listens to. He takes me to heart. And I'm lush on top of that. I never drink. No, never. That's nice. That's nice. So I was attracted to it because of the physicality and because of the challenge of, you know, going from being a straight-laced person to being um, ditzy and, and weaving all over the stage and, and basically being a lush. <laughs> Yeah, being a boss. All right, all right. So, uh, so Bill, I'm gonna go back to you. So now, the, now the, the the play takes place in New York City in 1978. So, so mm-hmm. the question for Bill is, um, so did, are you going with a real period look, or do, are you being a little bit more neutral as far as the costumes and the set, and just as far as how everything's designed? Actually, um, my costumers are here with us right now, uh, Danielle Beitzel and Eileen Murray-Craft, and we have very much gone period 70s. Um, We have bell bottoms, we have big hair, um, we have plaid pants, and uh, it's a lot of fun to, and the fringe, yes, we have fringe vests and lambskin rugs and um, you know, we really <laughs> headbands galore. And what? Headbands galore. Headbands galore, yes. But it's been a lot of fun to work with everybody and really um, try and get the uh, the look of the 70s, and we're going for a very sitcom feel. We've been working with my technical director, Stephen Beitzel, um, who is also sitting with us, and we really have gone for that, that very um, bright uh, color scheme with the lighting, and our set is really a mishmash of everything 70s. So we've really tried to go very period with it. Absolutely. That's great. So i got to ask you about music. What kind of music is going to be involved in the show? 
Um, well, there's not a whole lot of music in it. With this particular show, we're using a couple of village people songs, um, and the cast gets to have a lot of fun with it. You really have to come to the show to see the uh, the overall look um, of it. But we've added in some fun. Co- Oh, you still there? Are you here? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I think we had a, a glitch there. So you were saying? Oh, um, sorry about that. We were trying to get it onto a speaker, and it didn't quite work. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. we uh, um, we really played up some more personal aspects. We're working with a couple of village people songs, um, and the cast gets to have a lot of fun with that. And then we're using some sort of cartoonish sound effect in different parts of it. So really this show is just about laughter. There's there's no real social redeeming quality about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except don't try and cheat the government. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's talk a little bit about uh, character development. So I kind of wanted to go back to Susan again and talk about Kind of talk about the differences between preparing for a, a farce like this one and something more serious. Do you find yourself uh, doing a lot more, I guess, serious scene work for dramas, or is, is comedy have uh, its own challenges? Well, I like both. And what Bill said to all of us is have fun with this. Let yourself go. So I thought of all the ditzy, commanding, uh, I thought of Lucille Ball, any comedian I could think of, um, just put them on a, you know, let them go through my mind. So um, I've been looking at the 70s show and Three's Company and just trying to have fun with it and making and having fun with the words. It And it's a very physically challenging uh play for all of us and it's comedically challenging because we have to be fast 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 we have to have laser like responses to one another it's the most challenging role I've ever had and I mean I love serious roles and I love comedic roles and this has been a wonderful challenge so I'm still working on Vivian but I love her she's a great character hmm She's okay, a good mom, uh, and he should never try to pull <laughs> anything over on his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I can really tell. That's great. That's great. So I guess, uh, Lauren, I guess you, you're up next on that. So what's been your uh, take on that? Has this been more challenging or what? Um, it's, it's been very different. Um, I think I'd agree with um, with, with Mom Vivian. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's very different than anything that I've done. Um, I've done a lot more, um, serious things or just more intense people and Connie could not be further from an intense person. Um, she is a nice break from my daily life where I have to kind of be all business and focused and she's not focused at all on anything and she's just, she's just kind of rapid fire and just goes with whatever is happening and wants to believe everybody. And it's, it's nice to, to get to play somebody who is so 
innocent and wants to believe the best in people, even though people sometimes take advantage of it, John. <laughs> um, um, but no, it's yeah. been a, it's really great process. It's been a really great experience. Um, yeah. So when we came in, Bill was just like, yeah, just kind of let go of everything and just kind of go with it. And it's been great to just kind of come into rehearsal and drop all of the problems of the day and go into this world where there really aren't any major problems because even though we cheat the government, none of us go to prison and like, that's nice and <laughs> nice to not have to deal with any real consequences of anything and to have that, that freedom and that latitude. Wow, that's a good way to put it. So it looks like we have a call on the switchboard here, uh, number 595. Let's see if they have a question. Hello, who's on the line? Hi, actually, that's uh, that's uh, me, Steve Beitzel. I'm the technical director. I just called it on the phone. <laughs> hey, Steve. All right. <laughs> yeah, so talk a little bit about your role in the play as far as uh, what you're doing behind the scenes. Well, we're running uh, lights and sound. Oh, hang on, sorry. I'm causing an issue. I'm going to walk to another room here. <laughs> Running uh, lights and sound for this one is actually pretty straightforward for this show. The uh, great thing about it is all happening in the same room. So once we get a light set up that we're happy with, I can re- replicate it. And then we're doing a lot with sound effects, um, <clears throat> like Bill said earlier, cartoon sounds. <sighs> sorry about that. Uh, you know, cartoon sounds. We've got some um, some old 1960s shower scenes in there, which are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and talk a little bit more about the technical side. So, I mean, I, I, there's been shows I've seen in the past where they, you know they've used, uh, you know, there's all kinds of freeware software where they take all the soundtracks and they put everything together and they do things with laptops. I use I use a program for the lights called QLC Plus, which is uh, a, a lighting control program that allows you to you know control the lights from one place. It it use that in place of a uh, light board, and uh, you know instead of having a bunch of sliders on a big board, you've got the computer program, and you tell it what you want to do with the lights, and it sends out the signals, and uh, all the lights come on where they're supposed to. And I'm also using a, a program called QLab for the sound. And it's all sound cueing built, like you were saying. Everything's preset, and I just got to hit the button, and it plays it where I tell it to. I run the whole thing off a single laptop in the back of the, back of the, uh, back of the house. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, a lot goes on back there. Okay, so let's jump back into characterization. So, Dwayne, I'm going to pick on you about uh, – this whole thing about, you know, the challenges of the role, is this, this more or less challenging than a dramatic role? Uh, for me, I've, I've been acting for like three, four years, and I've always, almost always stuck to very dramatic roles. So it's definitely a jump for me. I've, and even comedy that I have done has mostly been Christopher Durang comedy, which is a very dark and comes from not a so farce kind of place. So it's a very different role for me. I would say that it's not necessarily harder for me. It's more freeing, as Connie said earlier. It's much more free, much more liberating, and it's also fun to be two different characters, two very different characters <laughs> in one show. Um, actually, I, me and Bill talked about it very lightly 
it's actually much easier for me to go to the absolute extreme. Playing the comedy when I am uh, playing a male is much harder, but playing the comedy as a female is one of the easiest things I've done, and it's so much fun to do. Bringing the comedy to the male is a little bit more challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Brian, I guess you know the drill, so what, what's been your challenge role? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I of all of them, I really am the fish out of water here. Um, uh, this is my first uh, sortie with uh, Wolfpack Productions, and it's my first stage production in about, oh, <laughs> years. And um, <laughs> I've, I've mainly been doing film acting for like the last uh, two or three years, so getting used to being on stage again after so long is really challenging. I'm not used to having to move as much and express myself as as big as you have to do on stage. When you're you know when you're on camera, they're focused on your face and they can see you know very little uh, subtle nuances in your facial expression and you can't do that on stage because the audience member in the back can't see you. Uh, so I've had to really like. Um, expand my gestures and my emotions so that the people in the audience get what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to get across. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, all right, so we're kind of going to move a little bit into uh, what the play is actually about. This whole business with taxes, I've read somewhere that uh, there's a whole laundry list of things people would want to do rather than do their taxes. I mean, like, get hit by a tornado, get bitten by a rattlesnake. The people just hate doing their taxes. And so now I guess, uh, Bill, I guess I'll start with you. What's, what's your weirdest or oddest or funniest tax story that you've, you've had over the years? I live to be a funny tax story. I hate doing taxes, and I usually end up doing them on the last possible day. And many years ago, you know, back when Brian first was on stage, and before the internet was invented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was one of those people that would always be running to the post office at the last possible minute. And I, I guess that, you know, trying to run to the post office uh, in college when you are a little bit buzzed, as most of my characters are throughout this show, and trying to figure out if I can get there before midnight would be my funniest. But I, I don't think I have a, an actual story about it, just a lot of stupid, re, you know, memories. <laughs> How about you, Susan? Uh, about uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was getting ready to take some pictures with myself. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just a little flaky. <laughs> so what's your question? It's kind of funny story about taxes. Yeah. Weird story, yeah. Okay. odd story. I am, look, I have a strange karma with the IRS. One year, they didn't give me my taxes. I talked to um, Hoyer. I talked to Mikulski. Finally, Mikulski came through, and instead of getting them back like around uh, April or May, they came on July 14th, Bastille Day. And then a few Ooh. years later, they paid me a refund three times. 
So I have a very bizarre karma with the IRS. And I'm one of those people who gets them done like weeks ahead. Somebody will say to my sister, have you done your taxes yet? She said, excuse me, it's March 31st. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I, I, I don't mess around with the IRS. And there are no perfect Smart. people in the IRS either. I've discovered that. No you got that right. Do you want me to you want to find out about how Lauren's experienced her karma with the IRS? Here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren. I I don't ever really deal with taxes. <laughs> really? Uh oh. You might get. I don't know. That might change after the night show. <laughs> My family has an like we have like an accountant for our business that like we send all of our documents to. I only know what I'm supposed to do because my mom is like, Lauren, where is this thing? Like, why haven't you given me your W whatever? Oh, I feel on like the radio, and I'm so good at oh, so you many in trouble. <laughs> I'm good at so many other things. Accounting is never my calling. So I I defer to professionals in terms of dealing with the IRS and taxes and money. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, Dwayne, so I know you have a funny uh, uh, backstory. <laughs> oh, let's just say Lauren put the words right out of my mouth. Um, I, yeah, we are dating. We don't really do our taxes. We lie. Um, we just shove them under the table. But, <laughs> yeah, I have my accountant do my taxes, which is John. Would you like to talk to him? <laughs> but, no. your taxes <laughs> That's one thing this show has taught me. But, no, for me, I guess there's no funny stories about doing my taxes other than as an actor they suck because you have, this year I had 17 W-2s from six different states. So you're just like, sure, and you them to a professional and hope to God things work. And if you don't, you hope that professional takes the blame and not you. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Okay, Brian. I guess I guess uh, bring you to the point table here. What about taxes? Huh? Uh, Well, the first thing is is I've never paid any taxes because, as as Bill intimated, um, I was born long before income tax was ever a thing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's about a hundred years ago, man. Seven. no, actually, uh, I don't um, – the only thing I can say about taxes is that I can't stress enough that people need to pay their taxes simply because I am – until October 1st, I am active duty military, and that's my paycheck. You're messing with people. So that's uh, – no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, totally serious. Um, <laughs> no, I, I am actually active duty military. I, I retire in October, and that's when acting is going to become my full-time job. My my real job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's when I'll so, have problems uh, just because I I won't have just one W two. Right. Yeah. 
you have new you have new problems. Yeah, well, have, having multiple income streams that could be a good problem, actually. Oh yeah, actually it is. It is a very good problem. And as Danny pointed out, uh, next year I will also have another tax deduction. Um, my wife and I found out uh, two Fridays ago that we are pregnant again with our second child. Congratulations! Yay! Yay. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. Nice. Say again. So, oh, thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, Stephen, you're uh, you're pretty quiet back there. Uh, so you're you're kind of a geek. You uh, how how are you doing with taxes? Well, up until I got married, I was doing taxes through, through the computer. But then I got married to a uh, to a person who decided to get an accounting degree. So she takes care of the taxes now. Oh, nice inside job. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. The, the only, the only, the only crazy story I had. Apparently, when I was a kid, I uh, missed turning in one of my state tax returns because my mother called me like ten years later and said, "I just got a check from the state of Maryland. I have no idea why, but you need to come get it." So it took no, ten okay. years. Found money. They found it to me. <laughs> nice. That's nice. All right. Okay, folks, uh, so I guess we're coming up on uh, near the end of the segment here. But uh, So, Bill, uh, so I'm going to put it on you. Uh, you got to uh, give us your little elevator speech about why people should come see the show and then also uh, tell us how we can get tic- tickets. Well, the reason that anybody should come and see this show is because it is truly an escape. It is two hours of just pure fun. There's no thinking, no deep meanings, no uh, – <laughs> Connie's looking at me like, huh? Um, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's a chance to laugh. It's a chance to really enjoy a night out in a beautiful space here at St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, and it's a chance to see some really incredible actors um, in, in, in some of their best form. Um, and I think that the real reason that anybody should come and see it is seeing Dwayne Allen in some of the outfits that we have him in is just uh, eight eight outfits, eight different dress combinations and heels and wigs, and it will have you on the floor rolling. Um, it is just that silly. Um, the way that people can get tickets is they can visit our website at www.wolfpacktheater.com. That is theater with an R-E. Um, or they can go on Facebook and search for Wolfpack Theater and then just follow the prompts from there. Um, ticket Spice Ticketing is our ticket agent. Um, or they can call me at 240-271-5471. Tickets Very are 20 per person. And we have Friday, two shows on Saturday the 9th, um, a 2 p.m. matinee and then an 8 p.m. evening. Um, and then on the 15th and 16th, it's the uh, same setup, Friday night at 8, and then two shows on Saturday with a 2 p.m. matinee and 8 p.m. evening. Excellent, excellent. Well, I just want to thank everybody again for uh, coming on the show and uh, just tell you to uh, break legs and uh, have a great night. And thank you. One last thing that I do want to say for anybody who's listening, that a portion of the proceeds, because Wolfpack does donate to a charity. 
a portion of the proceeds from the show will be going towards Community Forklift, nonprofit thrift store for home improvement, right here in Hyattsville, Maryland. Excellent, excellent. Okay, well, uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. And uh, let me leave you with this thought to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Night. Tonight. Tonight was a good night. You fought well, and for that we have these fortunes. Some say that money is the root of all evil, but I don't believe that. Evil is the root of all money, and you, my big friend, you are evil. I'm Marshall Everett, and I don't always make money, but as a member of Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, I always save money. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, federally insured NCUA. Membership open to federal employees and their families. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, a proud sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show.